Hey everybody, this is Jeff Shulman, and before we begin today's episode, I just want to acknowledge two companies who I am so grateful for investing in a more inclusive future. As you may know, one of the things I'm most proud about is partnering with Marty Burris to launch the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator, a program that is empowering inclusion-minded professionals from historically marginalized communities to land their first product management role. And this started as a volunteer effort, and I'm so grateful that Starbucks was our first sponsor and T-Mobile is a platinum sponsor. Both of these companies are investing in this program that is not just broadening access to economic opportunity, but preparing the next generation of product managers from historically marginalized communities who care to build for everyone. So Starbucks and T-Mobile, these are two companies it's a pleasure to work with who are investing not only their money, but their employees are investing their time and pouring it into a program that is building a family and preparing the next generation of product managers. So shout out to T-Mobile, shout out to Starbucks, and now enjoy today's episode. Product managers give 100% of themselves to their customers, but who's there for the PM? The Product Management Center at the University of Washington. It's a global hub for knowledge, community, and impact. I'm Jeff Shulman, founding director of the Product Management Center, and your host on this show, How to Succeed in Product Management. So welcome, everybody. My name is Jeff Shulman, the founding director of the Product Management Center, and we are going to talk today about innovation and do product managers truly innovate. Now, this episode was kind of inspired by last week, we had a person show up and say, I don't update, what do you say, Microsoft Office, he hasn't upgraded in like 20 years and thinks that the original was the best? Is that right, yes, Samantha? except that was two weeks ago, but yes. Okay, well, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun here on the How to Succeed in Product Management podcast. So somebody said, you know, hey, I don't like all these things. And it kind of has gone back to a couple conversations we've had where product managers have sometimes, some of the product managers we've spoke to have felt a pressure to ship. And for those new to product management, that's a, a fancy term for release new features, right? So they feel like they're measured by how much they ship rather than the outcomes, which is what we'd like. And so together, Sumeya said, I don't know if she said it off the cuff, like if she was serious or not, but she said, we should have an episode on innovation and what is innovation. And so here we are going to debate and we welcome all of you to raise your hand and contribute to this conversation. But we are going to debate and discuss do product managers truly innovate? And so, Sumeya, I'm wondering if you could give us a little bit more explanation of, first, were you serious when you said we should do a show on this? And second, if you were or weren't, why should anybody care about hearing different perspectives on whether product managers actually innovate? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was feeling pretty, pretty pessimistic about certain things and thinking, you know, 90% of us are just working on incremental improvements and not anything truly innovative. And <laughs> since then, that hasn't really changed. But I've been thinking about this for a while now. And when I'm thinking about this, about thinking about what's the definition of innovation, I think a lot of us have been in companies where, you know, we go through these initiatives as our CEOs and executives say, this is the most innovative product we're going to come out with, we're going to innovate, et cetera, et cetera. And the work of innovation, if you will, ends up being like this small steps of improvement and it takes years and a lot of drudgery to actually get to it. And sometimes you don't even get to it. 
whether you end up going to another company or you don't. That's one. Two, I think the whole concept of disruptive innovation and what does it mean and have we overused that word and are we pinning this huge and grandiose idea on this single word of innovation that doesn't even belong to it in terms of a true meaning. And so, you know, what does innovation actually mean and what should us PMs aspire to do when it comes to innovation? So those are a little bit some philosophical thoughts that I've been having, but I think they translate to some concrete things day to day. Mainly, one, All right. Bold claim. 90% of product managers working on incremental improvements. Love this discussion. And speaking of incremental improvements, I would love for an incremental improvement from LinkedIn Audio to... Um, that that aspiration itself, is it innovation? Does it always... It's a little harder to see the innovation there. Um, your need is important. I doubt it. You know, yeah. I was going to try to be innovative in addition of innovation for... And I got to tell you, I think the whole world's over now because I'm getting about a word per, per 10 seconds. So what a fail on that front. But um, for a pure definition, you asked me earlier, the old Googleator... It, it, by noun purposes, the action or process of innovating. Okay, great. We've come full circle. Idea or product. It's, it's new. It's, it's bringing something new to light. It's making changes in something established, especially by introducing these methods um, and for today's conversations. So hopefully that Samia backs up your definition. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much, uh, Professor Shulman and the group here for inviting me on this topic of innovation. I care a lot about it uh, as a PM. Uh, and uh, so coming to your question, uh, I, I was hearing this as well. It's it's, uh, it's interesting how, how you've kicked this off, Professor. Um, me, um, innovation, I, I, it, I uh, simply see Amartha, that as thank you for joining we, us. Thank you. Uh, drive change. That's that's the simplest way uh, I think of it day to day. And, uh, you know, there can be really like large disruptive uh, innovations. That's one of shift makes huge shifts, like when the Internet happened or, uh, you know, now we are talking about chat and so on. And I think earlier the other speaker was talking about the, um, you know, mental innovation. Both of those happen. But I sort of three uh, think of, them, you know, uh, three different ways. One is 
technological innovation. practitioner. Hmm. I, I personally, I'm attracted to doing brand new things, things that, um, you know, we haven't been able to do a certain set of tools or certain solutions in any way, but now we are able to. Um, you know, when you think about cloud technology, for example, something I work with a lot. And before we had, so distribution of software looked a little different than it looks now. Um, that the underlying technology there is an innovation that unlocked so much more, so much hundreds of other companies. Uh, that if I, I, I like to think of that as a as an you know the fact. Um, and then I was able to build on top of it. It's an innovation. Um, it's a little less disruptive, uh, uh, but but I am I'm more attracted to. It. So yeah, that the example that I think about a lot is the cloud technology one. Sure. Um, you know, I'll I'll uh, I I like Shinsome. I was taking as well. Uh, one that uh, I, I think of, uh, just going back to the I was talking about, right, one is technology uh, innovation model and process. Um, one that I love, um, I, I see, for example, company like Airbnb is a, is a huge innovator in terms of driving a completely new marketplace in the business. It's a new business um, altogether, uh, a new marketplace. I can think of in terms of the and uh, and you know there's a lot of innovation happening in terms of the process as well combination of process and uh, example you know when we think about the payment space right there's there's a very big difference compared to what was uh, even 10 years of uh, innovating in that space of payments um, you know Stripe is big there uh, those are sort of three that uh, come top of mind to me. Oh, you know, I really have a difficult time holding back every week about sales and the overlap, but I would say anything, Jeff, in, in the service of innovation, I think sales has a very specific job. It's not to ask for innovation so we can hit quota. It's to relate what we might be here innovate on our behalf. So if that's a fair answer to the question, but Brett, I imagine one of your favorite uh, and since you're a music fan, is the one that from, you know, downloading MP or getting seeding now. Yeah, this is me because I'm purpose driven. Like when I'm kind yeah. of saying it's love framework, Jeff yeah. likes to make sure his microphones always work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love you, Jeff. I, I'm, I'm rigid on for innovation. I, I, 
believe me, I have the same TV and appliances from when I first married you know, almost 14 years ago. So I, I'm cool. it's like, I treat, I should not be the one asking for them. I should be the one giving, I want to innovate, but I should make the most. So not to get too uh, hippy dippy over here, Jeff, with the question, but I, I think I take it very literally when I say, if I'm going to live a life of sales, my job is to sell what exists ice to the Eskimo rather than getting a vending machine with hot water. <laughs> Sure. I have been thinking about talk uh, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I previously worked in uh, Medium as a product director and publishing was a, you know, it's, it's a publishing as an industry. We see a lot of disruption happening and how the con consumers are consuming content. To me, uh, was just the timing, right? They timed it really well. Um, and at the moment, uh, you know, the need for uh, long form content versus short content. That is what, uh, you know, you can clearly see how uh, in the attention span for uh, people um, and, and uh, you know, just wanting Both, to use um, short form content. That's, that's increased uh, many fold. So to me, now timing and number two, the relevance of the technology as well, right? There are two uh, sort of underlying technology shift that I see contributed to the success of TikTok. One is the uh, streaming and availability of this content, right? In the creator marketplace, it's just just spurring a lot of things and giving access uh, to video content, right? Uh, as opposed to a written content, right? People are a lot more plugged in and they-, they uh, But like it was a simple thing. And, and, and it also, when you just said, Samaya, subscriptions that in Spotify and music, you know, that is basically what Netflix already did. And then when I think about companies, like uh, right now, TikTok, they, I, my understanding, I, I'm not on TikTok, so maybe I'm not, I'm like red here. I'm still on Twitter. Uh, but uh, TikTok's not all that relative to some short form video, which we had with Vine, but it did it better. Uh, so first I'll let you or anybody in the audience push back. Is TikTok truly innovative? And then second, to be innovative, or is it better to take a formula and make it better? Uh, I'll turn to you first, Amirtha, if you have any comments on either of those.
have to. And so what you do, uh, that's an additional constraint. You have to develop features that achieve the value you need to achieve very, uh, very fast. Um, and uh, a lot of the innovations that, you know, are um, amazing uh, or look about them as, as uh, world-changing time to, to, to even came out before commercial success possible for them. The world is littered with failure things that were released ahead of their time and ahead of their, you know, just willing to stop them. There was not, no one was willing to pay them and can apply to anything if you think of it, but which is why commercial success is a very important component of evaluation as PMs of what to build next and what to build after that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting question. Um, so I, I, my my take on that is uh, the the do about driving value to you. you have to keep a balance of that marginal innovation. They cannot um, say uh, either or. To me, it's an and. Um, it, it's it's really about delivering value to the user and. Uh, making sure that the market is ready for it. So keeping that in mind um, and making sure that, you know, we are solving a real problem for the for the user. Um, so it has to go hand in hand, innovation uh, into the customer. I, I agree. I agree with that sentiment for the majority of us, which is, which is why I'd like to introduce this pushback too. And, and this is one I apply to myself. I don't think necessarily the right place innovation because many things you know think multiple levels of bureaucracy that have as they do uh, go through this uh, cycle of you know disbelief where everyone in the beginning will there is no way this is gonna work uh, and then you know there is some disillusionment disillusionment uh, associated with it and you know and you get everyone around you in the company uh, telling you why this is not going to work. I, I think that's why a lot of times stars are a better place for innovation because like this one person or two people or three forging ahead and they are like three from thousands of people who are, and all those thousands of people telling them there is going to work. If I add, uh, you know, to to expand on this thought, um, I think very intentional uh, as they grow to make sure that there is the right culture for innovation, um, and and 
I had I have had a chance to work in it's like Amazon now and uh, a while ago in companies like Goldman Sachs also a large company but I was also lucky to work in startups uh, on how they are thinking about um innovating and and I sort of hear uh, Soumya's uh, sentiment I hope I'm pronouncing a name right Soumya yes right? absolutely okay okay thank you um so I hear this it's, it's really important for the companies to stay relevant have to innovate right and uh, just trying back to professor your your question um pms have a critical role to play in innovation because i see they post multi right you work with uh, your finance partners as a pm you work with your finance with uh, engineering science partner and design and and many other uh, uh, cross functional teams depending on the type of product right sometimes marketing and content teams uh, if you are in the publishing space um, in financial services you might be working with accounting and payments uh, or grosses teams and so on and right with operations team so fall do pms have a role to play in innovation absolutely yes um, and as a force here it's important for them to think about how they can innovate they can make sure that their uh, them are also set up really well but then the critical the uh, the third piece is probably what somia is touching upon which is does the organization also allow for innovation to happen right so all these three elements are critical an individual as a pm are you thinking about being creative and innovative are you helping your team members and it's not all about you right as a pm are you setting up the right mechanisms for other people bring in their best ideas are essentially trying to make sure that the best ideas win Uh, and and pm is also a leadership role in that sense right and then third part uh, i may I don't want to take the whole uh, space for this but the organization culture setup is very very critical amazon do it very uh, through leadership principles like inventify and think principle around which we we think about how we innovate so those three need to happen for an organization to be innovative Um I think imitation is just <laughs> uh because a lot of times that's how you can get the value to the people faster. Uh and you know what is framework other than imitation and patterns uh pattern recognition and essentially imitation. Um I think if you have a critical things and imitate for the right reasons uh yes you should do that. I you know I, here is here is uh, like a little bit of the source of my disenchantment with with our constant talk about innovation but also the lack of delivering on that um it's 
As PMs, we're here on the job to deliver value to the customer. So, you know, how that delivery looks like and how we end up doing it with mutation or partnership or buying something or, you know, uh, I, I, I almost said copying someone. Yes, copying mutation is one and the same. Um, it really matter because that's what we signed up for. Uh, the reason I talk about innovation within this space is because it's good for us to want to do more sometimes, even if the crowd around us is saying, no, that's not going to work. Uh, but if, if we have that insight and we Clearly, think, wow, that's such a cool movie. What a great to find out that it's just basically Shakespeare, uh, but uh, with the new new actors and so on. And it just feels like constantly there are... Uh, we keep just finding the same solutions that feel new, but are just been done by some somewhere else for a different purpose. And so my question to you is, should truly aspire to innovate or is it okay to imitate the right thing at the right time in the right circumstance rather than solve the problem, try to think of this brand new solution when there's already solutions at work? Of like the industry was paying at a 60-day rate to pay the carriers in um, within a week, and that's very very critical from a business model standpoint. It is a huge shift, and it it was very innovative as attract a lot of carriers. Then I moved to Coin, which is a startup in uh, in space, uh, middle mile trucking, and I saw that Coin was actually going in the same direction. So essentially, uh, in that particular example, some other company a benchmark. And what the market and saying I'm not to do that because Amazon did it and to try that then you know it might you you might become irrelevant and right now we see uh, right meta um, products which are very similar to TikTok right the uh, stories and uh, you know uh, and and like for example between LinkedIn and uh, Meta as well you have these live events and all of those just replicated even from a relevant standpoint when and it's totally okay. Yeah, you belong with my TV and my couch <laughs> and all those innovations. Oh, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I am ready, but ready for what is the... See some hands raised. This is the portion of questions and hopefully finding to what will inspire you further of innovating. That's right. I said it as a product manager. Uh, for those who are shy, you can DM in, reach out to LinkedIn or Slack. We have a Slack group as well as... Here's another thing. If you're listening to this on how to succeed in product and the show is already over, you can still send the questions to this. On Don't hesitate. Please reach out and let's rock. So with that in mind, we have the very, very best question asked. Uh, current, uh, wow, it said mushroom shrink. That is a so Usually we would uh, be called, Jeff, I have to say, we, we've said no to dentists. We've said no, but by golly, we're in the Northwest and we love our mushrooms. 
So very bell duty to ask the question you need to ask, and hopefully we can answer it. So if you hit the unmute button, just click on that little microphone. An innovative idea LinkedIn would be to unmute just by the fact that I see. But very bell, can you hear me? And if you cannot, I don't want to cause a pause to the audience that is listening. So we're going to person on stage. Well, very bell, Jetson, you going on with your microphone and we're here to help. Uh, and just checking on comments, seeing if anyone has slacked me. Uh, you know, it's getting difficult people on stage and uh, hopefully you don't mind the technicals. Our very own speaker had some trouble getting up on stage. So LinkedIn, if you're listening for an innovative idea, how about making sure the product works as expected? That would be huge innovation. <laughs> well, while we're waiting, uh, do, do uh, talk about some? Yeah, go ahead. connected, you know, an upward slope and then a downward one and then a plateau at the end. Um, and it starts with an innovation trigger and a, there is this peak of inflated expectations. And then it, uh, it, it, uh, it descends steeply into uh, this other curve called the trough of, of this disillusionment. And then it goes up into the slope of enlightenment and ends with the plateau of productivity. So, um, you know, personally, the, the place of innovation that I'm usually most excited about and energized by is when we are in the slope of enlightenment. I have a lot of respect and admiration for people who work through the peak of inflated expectations and continue through, uh, you know, the dip. Uh, but the slope of enlightenment thing for them to work on, and whether that company is even the right place for them, uh, because all sort of understand how many products in your company fall within any of these areas of the curve. Um, so, or the site. So, I just wanted to share that as a framework, <laughs> uh, or you know. A And direct to me. Just send me a message and on your behalf, whether it's about wild mushrooming or product management innovations, I open incredible ideas, especially if it means door of what it means to be a product manager. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jeff, I think that was a maybe a double entendre because magic would happen of magic. <sighs> I make a joke and you don't laugh. I, I wasn't so hard Thank over you. here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jeff is just silent. He's like, I work for university. I, I can't say these things, but you can because you don't work here. I'm not envisioning this. I did not eat any of those. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, push garage. Uh, hopefully I'm saying your name correctly. I don't know much about Loopify learning, but I'm going to loop you in. The opportunity <laughs> to speak and ask your question has begun. Okay, I'll be very quick. I want to contribute a little bit very quickly. Uh, so Loopify Learning is all about addressing a loop, mind loops. 
So we as a company address the mind loops, whatever our productivity, we address all those concerns. So I want to just highlight a framework which I've made, which is called IOA. Okay, I for intentions, O for observations and A for acceptance. Now, I personally... Well, and by the way, Pushkash, before you continue, I have to say, yes. you're jumping on stage and giving advice to someone that I think I've never heard more framework experience from in my life, Sumeya. And Amrita, <laughs> being a guest on the show, I'd love to get your thoughts and opinions. Would it be okay if after you share your advice, they would weigh in and give their opinions on Absolutely. Right? Then, folks, put on your gloves because ding, ding, we have room for potential controversy or la, 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 PMs will all agree. Which one will it be? You decide. Pushkraj, the stage is yours. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll respect the time. Um, so uh, I was talking about IOA, uh, intentions, observation, and acceptance. I think uh, all these three parameters effectively, whether it's product management, whether it's learning, or whether it's intentions uh, are pure, uh, you know that what is right and what is wrong, you're on the right path. When you switch on the power of observation mode on, you tend to find answers which are every. And secondly, acceptance. You know, this thing, if you accept that, okay, we have a challenging customer or we have goofed up here or we have this success theory, we have to maintain our mindset. So all these three parameters, IOA, if you put it rightly and on a repeat mode, I think we have a lot of solutions hidden in this framework. What are your thoughts on that? Let's start with Amrita. What you're thinking may or may not work. This would make sense, right? Um, but you may want to, I, I would sort of uh, extend that further when you want to be innovative. Like this, this is really individual. Um, and even when you're working in the team, uh, you know, uh, this is going to be uh, helpful, but you probably need more mechanisms around it to uh, make sure at an organization level, this can further materialize. This is a great starting point. That's how I see it. Okay. But, but you know, need to expand further. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we have a little innovation on stage, but we got to bring it to Samia now. We have to know. <laughs> Do we IOU, the IOA? Are we in a good place? I think, I, I feel like I, I need to think about this a little more. Um, you know, when, when he said, um, in, I thought, oh, he's talking about outcomes. You know, I had already in my mind, I had like towards that we PM use a lot around, you know, outcomes matter the most. It's all about the prosecution, you know, some, a lot of times we have metrics and measurement and ways to tell things are going. Um, so I, I don't really have, uh, a modification uh, beyond what Amerta said, I, yeah, I think I agree. I, Jeff, I'm like swallowing my tongue here, man. I, the lack of controversy on this stage, I just don't get it. Why do PMs always agree? It sounds like there's a joke hidden somewhere in there. Like, you know, <laughs> if a PM innovates, does anyone care? You know, or like, do, oh, forget it. Bad joke again. Seriously. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> Well, well uh, if I may say, uh, you know, you don't want to seek controversies, uh, controversies, but I think if, if it's controversial, you'll definitely speak up as PMs. Um, and I think PMs are also good at bringing folks share their uh, thoughts and opinions and acknowledging. So maybe that's you're seeing this pattern. <laughs> well, and I have to say what you probably should be a quote for Jeff, uh, how to succeed in product management. The product management center 
on that idea concept. But what I didn't realize, and maybe I didn't put two and two together, is I think the product manager is possible representative of inclusiveness. And we have the most potential or power at our fingertips of an inclusive future more than I think any other on the planet. But maybe I'm just putting it out there. But based on the words you just said, I, I, I just don't think I've heard words like that in almost two years hosting the show with uh, Samaya and Jeff. Thank you for that. And uh, with that, my good friend, I don't have any questions waiting for me on my side. And the question, uh-oh. Oh, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> you know, I just assume since you're in marketing too, you maybe want a product management center and inclusiveness. Mm -hmm. That felt like that felt like a small commercial. That felt great. You know what? You watch YouTube ads. You got to watch the little ads. That was fun. God, the better future it would be. So buzzword blitz, here's how it works. And Amber thought this off the show. Uh, we give you the chance to name three numbers between one and 50. And those three numbers will correlate with words in an Excel spreadsheet. I will tell you what those words are. And your job is to give advice based off of today's topic. So this is a little bit of improv and putting you on the spot. How do you feel about this? Are you ready to rock? Do you have any questions? Sure. Uh, oh. So I choose three numbers, right? Got it. 25 13, and 49. 25, 13. You said 49, 39, 49, 49, tech, tech debt. So you have innovation P1 and tech debt. So uh, you want me to just talk about these, uh, expand on the terms, right? Instead of expanding on the sentence, that has to do with today's topic of innovation. Got it. Got it. Also, to clarify, P1 means priority one. And I think that lingo is not used by everybody. So, Wow. Oh, I just meant it means priority one, like P1 yeah. priority one. Um, I, yeah, it does not mean the highest priority, P0. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. Uh, so yeah, P zero is priority zero, like must do. Be nice to have, or once you're through with P zeros, you could potentially get to P one. Uh, rarely happens when you have a strong P zero roadmap. Ah, mm. interesting. Use all three words in one sentence. Got it. And this in the context is, of this, this is not a tweet. You know, you can give a more of like a chat GPT level response, you know, a couple sentences. <laughs> How would we put it there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll know. We will know. <laughs> all right. Begin. Who's going to take it? Who's probably Googling right now? Is it going to be Sumail? Uh, if I end up, 
iteration. iteration. <laughs> <laughs> Priority, you're right, Pete. Anyway, we digress. Uh, Amrita, do you use that terminology? By the way, I hear I hear that all the time from my friends at Google. P zero, P one. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I may add, I think that. I think yours was pre, like chat GPT 3.5 and mine was 4. Like I sort of changed. Like to keep your eyes open to P and P2s uh, and backlog. And uh, to, in order to get that backlog, you need to continuously um, iterate. And, and um, you know, you want to make sure that you, when you make a decision, you balance for your tech backlog. Sorry, tech tech. <laughs> time element which makes it hard so I appreciate you I see so you disagree that P0 problems are actually solved is that what I'm hearing So, things one, uh, I I wouldn't think of innovation as a really big word. I would want us all to embrace it and really simply. And for that, you know, start, you know, something that I practice, just look for something um, interesting and uh, something of value each and every day. Just being more observant and. Uh, Right, so I would uh, simplify the term and uh, even more day to day with even like simple uh, changes. That would be my uh, number one um, thought to to share with the with the group here. And then uh, number two, I would again go back to the point of you know there are three things. One is as an individual, how do you have a, makes you uh, individually as a creative person having for that. Uh, being really open and ha bringing the teams together so that in you as a PM enable uh, the best ideas to come forth given problem. And then largely don't think that it's just, uh, you know, if, if you're organized well, don't feel stifled. You can also drive organizational change and work with your leader that the has their culture to drive. We do need more. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, it is important though to correct the record, and that is a great point though that the P zero problems are what you're working on, and actually that could actually stifle innovation. I think that's a good point. It depends on what what you think of truly as P zero and, and what must be done today. Uh, but on that, what must be done today is we have to have concluding thoughts, and we got to get them quickly because I'm a little over time here. So, Amrtha, you is there anything that you would like to leave us with today?
and uh, who you're lifting and see if you could lift up as many people as possible. Uh, technology can improve lives. Uh, broaden your lens of who for. Um, and uh, what I want to say is thank you all for listening. Thanks for next week. We're joining. Uh, really, for me, it's about you seeing some of the people we have in the program uh, and the hustle that they, and ingenuity that they have. Um, but also, I think everybody will kind of benefit from knowing, I mean, with some people looking for jobs, thinking about how can you use AI tools to land a product manager role. We'll do that next week. Thank you all. For, uh, take care.